Welcome to Spirits Podcast, episode 34, Bayavi. Oh, guys, I just, I'm really excited about this episode. I think we hit a lot of really interesting topics and yes. a lot of really important themes. So um, I'm super stoked. Let's get started. It's a little bit less joke-filled, but a lot more, I think, personal and, I don't know, honest. We're going to make you feel some things this week. We're going to make you feel a few things, and then we're going to give you some, uh, you know, options and resources if you felt too many things. Good. So don't worry. Um, but we have had such an exciting two weeks. Yeah, oh my guys, God. you guys showed up on Patreon. We uh, we just hit our most recent goal, which is a joke, but still you guys showed up and made it happen. And we're more than halfway to our actual goal of doing weekly episodes. Guys, that would be so cool. I have so much stuff I want to talk about and you guys need to like come out and do this stuff so we can come do stuff for you. And honestly, guys, sharing the show with someone that you know will love it helps us just as much as giving us your dollars. Yeah, we don't need your monetary. We need your talking as well. Yeah, if you subscribe and rate in iTunes, the iTunes monkeys and, and magical algorithms. We have no idea how it we works. We have no idea how it works. Uh, I mean, I have some idea how it works. And I know that those things help. Okay. Uh, but anyway, but I love seeing on Twitter when people just like tag our username and then I look up through the, the tweet you know, chain and mm-hmm. it's like someone re- recommending the show to their best friend and the best friend's like, oh my God, I can't believe this. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's my literal favorite thing. It is really, really cute. We love it so much. We both just did the like touching our cheeks because we're so excited face. I call this the like, the like chin and hands face or yes. like your, your palms are next to your cheeks. Yes, yes. We'll take a picture for Instagram. Don't okay. worry. But we also just want to thank our newest patrons. There are so many of you. There are so many of you. All right, get ready. Who? Andreas, Derek, Vile, Vix, Erica, Katie, Ars Paradoxica, Steven, Andrea, C. Swack, Ian, Maritza, Amanda, Sarah, Sandra, the aficionado, and Gina Peak, who's our number 100 patron on Patreon. Patron 100. We should get you like a giant foam finger that says 100 on Killing it. it. You did an awesome job. And thank you so much to our supporting producer level patrons Leanne Davis, Shannon Alford, Phil Fresh, Catherine Addington, Christina Rogers, MCF, Megan Peters, Sarah Chestnut, Katie, and Derek. There's so many of you now. God. <gasps> I know. So beautiful. But thank you, you beautiful embodiments of life giving sunshine. And uh, it's relevant to the episode don't worry yeah uh, but next they week are they oh are they i tried to do have you really no, never no, noticed sorry. that i tried to do oh god i also didn't realize that the people at Foot Locker wear striped shirts because they want to look like I, I can't believe you right i just now. it just didn't occur you, to me you, you texted me this and i just <laughs> i i shook my head at my desk i was so mad about I'm it i'm so sorry oh god who are you? I don't know. Who I don't know you? who I am anymore. Uh, but but we do, though, wanted to let you know that we're going to be having next week our first patron-only live stream. This Woo. is a new reward for $10 and $15 patrons. Um, but if you're one of them and you're not home or you're sleeping at that time or whatever, don't worry because it'll be recorded. And you can submit questions to us in advance. We're going to email you with all the details. Yes. Look out for that email. Um, so we've also done a couple of Instagram live streams recently, which have been super fun. We, we love really hanging are. out with you guys. Yeah. So if you follow us on Instagram, Instagram, we're at Spirits Podcast, and you can just come hang out with us for the next one. Yeah, it'll notify you when we're live next. We also tweet about it. Yeah, we so do. Um, I have really loved doing that. But Jules, what are we drinking? We're this drinking mead. We are. We always drink mead. I love mead. I like mead a lot more than I thought I would. We're going to Scandinavia, you know, so we need a little like inner warmth to right. get there. Yeah, yeah. You drank your straight it. up, but I yeah. actually mixed mine with some unsweetened iced tea, which I, I can hear people cringing out there. But honestly, it was actually sort of like an adult. Arnold Palmer. I called it the Arnold Palmer at the Arctic Circle Open. Get it? Get it? It's a golf joke. I'm just going to shake my head at you. Julia's just not. Just a bad, bad joke. Not picking up and I'm putting down. Just a bad joke. 
Recommendation corner. Since the past two weeks, you handed me last time we recorded uh, Lyriel. Is it Lyriel? Lyriel? Yes, Lyriel. Lyriel. Julia read Sabriel by Garth Nix. Now she's on to Lyriel. Guys, yeah. I've made a fan of her. I am about three quarters of the way through it, but that has consumed all of my time and energy. Uh, but that's not my recommendation for this week. What is it? One thing stood out to me in this past week that literally made me laugh so hard I cried. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is a video that I will put in the show notes of a man in a Pikachu costume dancing to the song from Hairspray, You Can't Stop the Beat, yep. and slowly deflating, <laughs> and then getting tackled Secret Service style and dragged out of the performance. Yeah, it's pretty epic. It's amazing. I, I'm like getting teared up thinking about <laughs> how good that video you are. Your is. shoulders are creeping closer to your ears. It's you get more so and more excited. Good. I have my recommendation is, is the total tonal opposite of that. Yes. Which is uh, the beautiful anime film, Your Name, which is in like art house movie theaters and, and indie movie theaters. I think it's actually the highest grossing anime movie of all time now. Really? Um, yeah. Or like in some long period of time. Okay. Um, and it is really, really good. It's kind of about body swap. It's kind of about high school. It's kind of about like tradition and family, but cool. it's also way more than the sum of those parts. Cool. So get the self to the movie theater ASAP. All right. I'm into it. Uh, so that's all we got, folks. Um, we will see you in the episode. Enjoy Spirits episode 34, Bayavi. So Amanda, May is mental health month. Fuck yes, it is. I'm mentally ill and proud of it. Good job. High five. Hey. Same Z's. All right. Um, so kind of inspired by our friend of the show, Zach Valenti. Zach Valenti. Who does an amazing uh, daily podcast. Yep. Uh, hopefully he's still doing it by the time that... This will be two days after the last of the 30 days of his initial like run of the show. Hopefully he has 100 reviews by now. On if iTunes. not, we will... We will get him there. And he's just like talks so openly about like mental health and, you know, having various like learning differences and and like advocacy and and activism. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. So he does a self-care Sundays, which is a live stream on his YouTube channel. Zach.live. And I was lucky enough to be a guest a couple of weeks back, which was a lot of fun. It was hard though to watch you on something and not be able to ask you questions. Like like (laughs) to watch you talking about Oh yeah, you didn't do the live part. No, I was I was getting tattooed, so I, I couldn't I couldn't do that at the time but uh it was it was like oh my 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 babe's growing up and she's off on another show (laughs) oh thank you uh well so inspired by zach's self-care discussions and his uh very frank discussions on mental health yeah um i want to talk about how we view mental health in mythology because oof mythology is not very good dealing with mental health talk about like you know quote unquote crazy or not right like do you know how many stories i can think of where someone goes mad and then murders all their loved ones or like maybe gets turned into a monster or just gets killed by water serpents uh those sound very specific and i bet that you can (laughs) and they're all greek (laughs) every single goddamn one of those stories was greek at the end of the day uh the greeks started it all there is one culture that seems as though they've kind of managed to not totally mess up the concept of talking about mental health in a positive way um and that is the sami Cool. Where are they from? Um, so the Sami are the indigenous people whose historical lands made up the polar circle, stretching down from the northern reaches of Scandinavia and into parts of Russia. Oh, cool. Actually, the Sami people are the only indigenous people in Scandinavia that are recognized and protected under international conventions of indigenous people. Wow. Which is really interesting. Yeah. I, I don't think about 
European indigenous people that often. And so this is kind of cool to learn more about this culture. For sure. They're best known for their semi-nomadic lifestyle and their herding of reindeer. Oh. Uh, which is going to play into the story in a little bit. You'll not, see why. Not going to lie. Every time someone says the word reindeer, I have to pause to myself and say, reindeer are, are real. Really? Narwhals are not. No, narwhals are real. Oh, okay, oh, it up. I fucked it up. I fucked it up. I fucked it up. Oh. Reindeer are real. Narwhals are real. Is Unicorns there, are not. They're not. Correct. Dragons are not. Correct. Uh... Fucking Pegasus or not. Yes. Julia, this is not on continuum, man. I get confused sometimes. <laughs> Two of those things out of the five you listed are real, though. Okay, but like, the, come on. <laughs> giant, giant appendages out of the head. I just assume it's not real. All right, well. <laughs> reindeer are real. They are. They are. I'm reminding myself. Okay. Whew. Okay. So interestingly, uh, reindeer husbandry, which is like the mating of reindeer in order to create more reindeer. The raising of reindeer, yes. right? Yeah. It's actually so ingrained in the Sami culture that in Norway and Sweden, reindeer husbandry is legally made exclusive to the Sami people. Wow. Yeah. So it's like a protected like craft that, you know, white people can't infringe That's super cool. On. I'm kind of into that. I love that. Yeah. So nowadays, most Sami are either Lutheran or Russian slash Greek Orthodox. Mm-hmm. Uh, but prior to the 18th century, traditional Sami religion was a shamanistic form of polytheism. Whoa. Yeah. Tell me more. Um, so it has a lot of similarities to Norse mythology, which a lot of scholars link back to early trade between the groups. Yep. Uh, one of the main focuses of Sami shamanism is animal worship. So in particular, bears and reindeer, obviously. Makes sense. Also makes sense that like those are such a big uh, p- like slice of the natural resources pie in an Arctic environment, you know, where yeah. there may not be an abundance of like greens and mosses and, you know, agriculture that you can do. But, um, you know, what you do have is, are animals to, to raise and to, you know, cultivate and things. Yeah. And I kind of want to preface the uh, shamanism and animal worship. And before we go forward, can you tell me what shamanism actually means? I feel like I don't have a super good definition of so it. I I want to say that shaman- I don't really have a great definition of it either, but shamanism usually focuses on one uh, religious leader who leads the religious group mm-hmm. of the tribe or of the culture or of the society or what have you. Um, and then they are usually linked to the spirit world, right. to the gods or to nature itself. So like a kind of emissary type right. situation. They act as sort of a, uh, a leeway between... Yeah. The culture and the spirits or gods or what have you. Yeah. And if you think about it, like as a kind of predecessor or, or existing thing, when, um, Christianity came into, into focus, like it it is a kind of predecessor to clergy, you know, like Mm -hmm. it it makes a certain amount of sense where as Christianity has evolved to like modern kind of evangelicalism, where people, you know, have a direct relationship with God versus as Catholics, we are a little more mediated, right? Like some, you know, the, the bulk of the relationship happens through ritual and through sacraments, but there's also a little bit of like communing on your own. So anyway, I think this is a fascinating, like earlier point in that continuum. Right. Um, so kind of moving on, I just want to preface that a lot of this information, uh, comes from either oral traditions or from archeological studies of Sami sites. So very few of these traditions and stories are written down. So this is a difficult, sort of a difficult culture to examine from an outsider's perspective, Mm -hmm. because one, I'm not sitting down with Sami people and listening to their stories. Um, and two, when you're doing an archeological study, you're learning about the culture from 
past those oral traditions. Right. Uh, so, and from their like physical remains and right. not necessarily the like vibrancy of, of the life. It's almost like, it's almost like the world is kind of structurally, you know, uh, uh, predisposed to erase native traditions. Yeah. It's not the best situation, but just, I wanted to preface that going forward. So I don't have a lot of information on the mythology that we're talking yeah. about, but I do have a lot to say about it. But so. as with everything, like this is what we're here to do is from a really like genuine and eager to learn perspective mm-hmm. to learn about stuff that aren't our own traditions. Right. And, you know, even if we can't do it hundred percent justice, if we can get y'all interested in it and point you to good sources and when possible have on somebody from, you know, who has firsthand experience, like that's what we're here to do. Yeah. Um, so one of the more interesting aspects of Sami mythology is the Seides. Um, and these are places that have unusual landforms different from their surrounding land. Hmm. And these acted as spiritual focal points and were worshipped as gateways to the spirit world. Makes total sense. I you love have that. a freaking like ton, you know, like mountain in the middle of the tundra, whatever. And you know, since you made me just recently read the book Sabriel. <laughs> That's right, y'all. I did it. I literally put Sabriel in Julia's purse. Returning to Sabriel Watch Corner. <laughs> I read it in three days. Hey. Um, but this very much reminds me of the Charter Stones, yes. which act as the magical, spiritual gateways in the Sabriel series. Hell yeah, they do. Spirits Book Club. Pick it up. <laughs> Sabriel Garthnix. Link in the description. <laughs> so the Sami would make sacrifices, either animals or objects, at the Seides uh, in order to please the gods. Um, and this would help protect worshippers from misfortune by winning the favor of the gods. Yeah. Very, you know, classic... Uh, ancient mythology idea of sacrifice something, the gods protect you, you win their favor. And if you think about it, like building temples is just kind of a way to like erect your own, you know, big monument sticking out from the rest of the land, right? Like a a church in the middle of a field or a Greek temple in the middle of a, you know, kind of rocky outcropping. Like, you know, it's us creating places that are visually distinct, like raise your eye up toward the heavens. So this is just nature's version of our churches. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, Now, because the Sami people are located so far north, uh, the seasons are obviously an important aspect of their culture. Okay. Um, So our story today focuses on the sun deity known as Biavi. Mm. So Biavi is the sun goddess, and she's very important to Sami culture because uh, during the winter period, that far north, the sun doesn't even reach the horizon. Yeah. So they get those long, long evenings and very very little day and to some extent no day whatsoever eternal night yeah um so because there's no guarantee that the sami will win the favor and bring biavi back after she leaves for winter they have a ritual that's practiced Mm -hmm. on the winter solstice a white female reindeer and occasionally other animals usually the reindeer though because that is biavi's preferred uh, yes. sacrifice also the animal that she's associated with oh cool the sacrifice is to honor biavi uh whose animal is the reindeer and her color is white uh and to ensure that she would return to the world and bring an end to the long winter season it feels very game of thrones to me very and also like dire yeah if if there's no sun if she does nothing. not come back she's not yeah they're not gonna have a good time no they're not gonna live very long they're not gonna have very long to not have a good time yeah uh, so worshippers of Biavi would sacrifice white female animals. Uh, they would thread the meat after they sacrifice the animal uh, onto sticks, which they would then bend into rings and tie in bright ribbons. Wow! Which would supposed to be the, the circle arches. is the sun. Oh, okay. And then the ribbons are supposed to attract 
Biavi to bring her back. And I mean, whenever we talk about sacrifice, I typically imagine just like, you know, cut the throat, like it lays on the stone kind of Aslan style and like, that's all. But the idea that, you know, you, you, there is like ritual after that ritual. I I find really fascinating. It is really cool. Um, I kind of, I like the idea of making a sacrifice useful to the god too. Totally agree. It's not just like we're ending this life because here, you know, we we care more about you than we do about ourselves, but like this is a means to an end. And yeah. like this is this is the like material that we need to accomplish whatever the goal is. Right. And this sacrifice was literally made so that Biavi would have the strength to return in the spring. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, so in order to welcome Biavi back after they make that sacrifice on the winter solstice, the Sami would smear butter over their doorsteps as a sacrifice to her, which one, yes, cheese and butter making, you know, that's my jam. (laughs) I'm always about a culture being like being able to culture butter and make things. And two, butter during the winter months was saved up. So this is actually a really good sacrifice. Right. It's like a, like a valuable material. Right. Because, because of the way that the animals are being milked during winter months. Uh, yeah. The butter fat content is much lower than if probably when they're eating grass. Probably everyone's diets are, you know, are more scarce and less varied. Uh, so butter during the winter months, uh, it's saved up. So this is a really good sacrifice and a really, uh, you know, worthwhile sacrifice. That Something they're that making. they're going to miss. Right. Yeah. And especially because if you know anything about cheese making or animal milking or what have you. I don't, Julia, but you do. I know I do. Um, (laughs) During the winter months, the diet of these animals is usually silo, so it's not as high a butterfat content. Hmm. Um, But during the summer months when the butter is being made... Everything's green, everyone's eating everything. Everything's green, everything's grass-fed, and that increases the uh, butterfat content. Wow. What's your favorite butter, Julia? Uh, actually, I use the cultured butter from Trader Joe's, and that shit rocks. Nice. Uh, bon Appetit did a article where they compared French cultured butter, yeah. like farmhouse butter, to the Trader Joe's one, and people <laughs> didn't know the difference. It was great. I use Kerry Golds because one, you know, a deference to my Irish forebearers, mm-hmm. but also two, it is super yellow and yeah. just tastes freaking delicious. No, but it, the the nice part about the cultured butter too is it adds a lot more flavor. Yeah, uh, cultured butter is normally much cheesier than mm. regular butter, so it's got that salty funkiness which i like um and when jake and i moved in together the first time we went grocery shopping i was i told him i want the trader joe's uh culture butter and he was confused asking me what is culture butter what's culture and like a normal person would i explained to him it's just they add cheese cultures to the butter and it adds a little bit more flavor and we've used it ever since and he told me the other day i'm so glad we switched over to the trader joe's butter it's so good (laughs) adorable so the butter actually was chosen too because it melts in sunshine thus signaling biavi's return hey isn't that amazing double duty that's so cool i love that um so this sacrifice is what helps the goddess gain her strength as she returns growing stronger and arcing higher into the sky as the season progresses so what is she doing before she's back 
just like dormant? Like, is there a journey type situation? Do we know? I honestly don't know. I I picture it as a journey situation uh, where she has to go combat evil forces maybe or just rest for a while and then come back shining and strong again. Yeah, I was picturing it almost as like we're all together suffering because nature is bringing us winter. Mm -hmm. And so maybe she is as well that like there's some kind of like natural waning to the year where her, you know, energy or whatever wanes as well. Sort of the Persephone in the... uh in the underworld a little situation. bit right and then and then it's the intervention of the people that's needed to bring her back almost the opposite of Mott from our Egyptian underworld yes. episode where instead of human beings vying to just like keep stasis like the the universe is naturally disordered and it's naturally tilted toward um you know uh Be'avi, like suffering or or you know staying away from the earth and people have to like claw her back on the summer solstice people make sun rings out of leaves uh, and then pin them to their doors and homes oh um, and then on the solstice, butter is eaten as a sacred meal. Yum. It's like the, uh, that's the bread and wine of the Sami. I love that. And, and I love the idea of the leaf rings as well, because like a leaves don't exist in the winter. Like yes. it's, it's a specific thing to summer. Um, but also it's, it's not as dear to them without me. That wasn't right. a reindeer pun. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, it should be. It was excellent. Mike Schubert just high-fived you through the internet. That's, oh, I, I just felt, I just felt that little wind across my face. <laughs> um, but yeah, but in the winter you need something eye catching, like fucking reindeer meat and ribbons to bring her attention. Whereas in the summer, it's like, sh- like this is her, she is here. And so even the the gesture of a circle is going to like draw her attention. Right. Um, So Biavi, whose name is the literal name for the sun in Sami. Yeah. So sort of like how the Greeks used uh, Helios. Yep. And that was the literal sun name. Yep. So she is often in stories accompanied by her daughter, Biavi Niada. And she is known as the Sun Maiden. Nice. Which is cute. I love that name. Really cute. In some portrayals, they're often enclosed in a circle of reindeer antlers, which I love that imagery. And even in other art, Biavi is shown to have reindeer horns herself. I love that. Antlers, not horns. Love that. My my brain made those two words mean the same thing. I I knew what I was saying. Doesn't doesn't Sun Maiden strike you as like a great name for like eyeshadow palette? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like a beachy themed yes. eyeshadow palette. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two-faced get at us. Exactly. Yeah. Naked, uh, you know, we are available for sponsorships. <laughs> Biavi is said to return bringing spring with her, obviously. Nice. nice. Uh, plants grow, reindeer flourish and reproduce, which leads to wealth and prosperity for humans. Yeah. So she is in very many stories sort of associated with or in anthropological studies is associated with mother goddess she's not specifically a nature goddess but she is definitely the mother to people she brings them wealth she brings them good fortune she brings them plants growing and their livelihood sustained and all that stuff goes together right like life and nature and food and prosperity and sunshine you know it's all really uh, drawn up together yeah and that's gonna actually play a very important role when we talk about why we're talking about her today in may during mental health month hell yeah what does biavi have to do with mental health so the sami during the winter months they would send biavi prayers that as she returned to bring spring she would help the people who were mentally ill. Wow. 
um, because the Sami were a bit ahead of their time. They understood that there was a correlation between psychosis and depression and a lack of sunshine and light during the dark season. Seasonal fucking affective disorder. I mean, that that is a very important thing because that's, I mean, winter depression, seasonal, it's sad. It's, it, for people who don't know what that is, um, that is a mood disorder subset in which people who normally don't show depressive symptoms will in fact exhibit depressive symptoms during winter months. Yeah, like exacerbates or triggers a, a kind of you know, underlying like susceptibility. Yes. Dementia patients, interestingly, uh, will often suffer from sundowning syndrome, which is basically they'll exhibit behavioral issues and the extent of their dementia will increase in times where the sun is setting or in the evening time. Wow. Yeah. So basically the, the Sami were able to correlate these two things like, oh, Hans is seems very upset during the winter months. He, right. you know, won't come out of his cabin, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. We're gonna pray to Biavi so that when she brings the sunshine, she can help cure his ailments. And it's it's so much like I'm getting a little bit of shivers right now because it's it's not only like metaphorically resonant, right? Where like you know we go we go into a dormant state and then the sun comes, it all rejuvenates, we all mm-hmm. get more life into us. But like it is like literally and chemically and biologically true. Yeah. And the more every time this happens, we're like the more science learns, the more we realize how much wisdom was in what we had just considered to be stories or something, right? Or tradition or like whatever what grandma says, mm-hmm. like who cares? You know that that is like ugh, it's just it just gets me right in the like human being in the cosmos heart. So let me. Uh, finish up a little bit with Biavi and then we can talk about sort of the ramifications of dealing with mental health in mythology. Yes. Um, so Biavi is called upon to restore the mental health of those who are affected by her absence and the long winters without any sun. I, I totally wish I had more information on Biavi and if any of our listeners uh, sort of have more information on her, have stories about Biavi, anything like that, I would love to hear them. Yeah. Uh, you can shoot us an email at spiritspodcast at gmail.com or there's the contact form on our website website spiritspodcast.com whatever you want to do but let's talk about a goddess who is worshipped to restore mental health who is a goddess of spring of sunshine of fertility etc yes okay well a i love that may is mental health month because it really is like this finally is the month where like it is light outside. This is the month where Biavi would be coming back, basically. It really is. Especially this year, April was just a freaking shit show of, mm-hmm. of like rain and, and terribleness. And uh, and it really does feel like hopeful. And I, I don't know if this is just me, but I always feel like every winter I forget how bad winter is, yes, you know? Or like 100%. every every time the, the spring happens, I forget how nice it is for it to be like light in the evening and not bitingly cold and awful every time I step outside. Hell yeah. And May truly is a time where I'm like, oh right, the world can be actually hospitable. Um, and, and it really is like, it's a bit of an overblown metaphor, but at least for me, so I've dealt with depression my whole life. Um, and every, every time that I've come out of a kind of protracted depressive, you know, period, um, it really does feel like I had forgotten how good things could be. Yeah. Um, and, and that to me is when I'm trying to explain to people who haven't experienced depression or mental illness, what it actually feels like people are like, Oh, it is just, it's just sad forever. Like, no, you know, there's the nuance to it. But for me, the defining feature is really forgetting that you can be happy or yes. forgetting that you can be optimistic or forgetting that life isn't always as overwhelming as it feels in the moment. Mm-hmm. So that's very much like being in the throes of a panic attack. It's, yeah there is nothing that can solve this thing at the moment because you are just so in it and your brain is not functioning the way it's supposed to because so you don't understand 
oh, you know, this is solvable. This is okay. It's just like this one moment of thing. Um, and I just, I, I, I like the idea of someone who can come and who is worshipped as a person who can bring you out of that darkness and back into the light. And that it's a societal effort as well. Yes. Because something else about mental health problems is it is so isolating. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, either it's like, I, you know, I didn't get treatment as early as I should have because I was just ashamed that I felt that way and felt like it was a a kind of moral or a personal failing, um, you know, to, to be just, you know, so pessimistic and so morose and so, you know, devoid of energy. Um, And so the idea that like the whole society, the whole village, you know, my whole city would be kind of rooting for me and people mm-hmm. like me yeah. um, and also have to have the, the kind of like perspective and trust to say like this isn't defining who mm-hmm. this person is like you know whoever it is is going through a bad time right now or they you know need a little bit extra support and like one day you know they will with you know Biavi's grace like uh, you know, be, be restored to their, their, you know, greatest possible self. Um, and so just that like inherent optimism and inherent support of people going through a rough time, I so don't take for granted. Yeah. That totally just brings this image to mind where you have a community and maybe, you know, you notice someone doesn't have the butter outside of their door. And as part of the community, as someone who is looking out for their fellow man or woman or what have you, maybe they go over there, they put the butter on the door for that person because they care about the people around them and they care about helping people and being, um, being that light as much as Biavi is that light. Um, And I just love that idea of being able to come together as community in order to help other people, even if you don't exactly know what they're going through. Yeah. And like when nature or when fate um, deprive us of something or don't help us the way that we hope, we are the only thing that we have, you yes. know, like, like one another um, together, we can approximate the strength of the gods. Mm-hmm. Like that, that is amazing to me. Right. Um, like a, a community acting together could bring back, a goddess from her, you know, long and maybe inevitable sleep mm-hmm. or, um, you know, in the absence of the sun for the next few months of winter, uh, you know, we can do our best to like give a little bit more care, attention, forgiveness, patience, mm-hmm. um, you know, to the people who need it. Yeah. Uh, just again, that idea of community acting as each other's light in the lack of light. So the community coming together to look out for their own until Biavi comes back. Yeah. I love that. I love that idea of prayer being used in a positive way, um, but in a constructive way and understanding we can't make Biavi come back any quicker, so we have to look out for our own. You like that one, huh? (laughs) I do. And the season metaphor is great too, because especially when I am in darker moments, Mm -hmm. um, I always say to myself, I know it doesn't feel this way, but I trust that that things will be different or that this is a season in my life. Actually, it's from the HGTV show Fixer Uppers, which is a fucking adorable couple in Texas. favorite. And also mine. (laughs) If I'm going to watch any HGTV show, it's going to be Fixer Uppers. Listen, it makes me believe in love, y'all. They're adorable. Honestly, like, did you read her book? I didn't. It's worth it. I I can and can't believe that you read this book. It's the rare celebrity memoir that I am moved to A, pick up, B, finish, and C, buy for my mom and grandmother. But I did all those things. Oh my God. And they loved it. Um, Anyway, but they talk about like, oh, you know, in this season of life, 
we are whatever. Mm-hmm. And so in the memoir talking about like when they were newly married and broke and, and, you know, getting out, getting out of college or whatever, they're like, well, you know, in that season, blah, blah, blah. And it's a little bit corny. Like I, I find myself kind of wrinkling my nose when I say mm-hmm. it, but it's a synonym for phase or, or kind of whatever this period right. of life. Um, but I, I love season in particular because the definition of season is that it's limited yes. and that it's finite and that, you know, it will go away and then come back again. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about, you know, prosperity or misfortune or happiness or distress as seasons where like, this is my time to be this. Mm-hmm. It's going to end it may happen again, but there's going to be different stuff in the meantime. I think that's just such a like healthy and well-adjusted way to look at life. Um, and so point being, even when I am, you know, not believing necessarily that things will get better or my kind of catastrophic depressive mindset is thinking, you know, oh, you know, this, this fuck up at work today means that I am going to get fired and that I'm never going to be able, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, the anxiety and the, and the depressive mind kind of spirals out of control. Um, just being able to say, or to think of it in terms of seasons and to say like, this is my time to feel this again, it'll stop one day, may come back again. But like, that's the way that life goes, um, is so much better than I think the, the sort of anxiety scarcity mindset of saying like, this is my only time that I can enjoy this, or this is what it's only going to be forever. Um, and so it's a, it's a just device that I try at least for myself to, you know, to make things feel a little more manageable. Yeah. Bringing up the concept of seasons too. I also, I like the idea of seasons not being finite, but also you want, I I think of Game of Thrones. You don't know how long the summer is going to be. You don't know how long the winter is going to be, but you know that eventually one will transition into the other. Yeah. And even though we know on the calendar, obviously Mm -hmm. that each season takes theoretically three months, like there's a day where it's your last day wearing your winter coat Mm -hmm. and you don't know exactly which one it's going to be, you know, like, like there's going to be that late rainstorm or that early, you know, uh, summer feeling day in February. But like at some point it is going to be the last one. There isn't that specific cutoff date. We have the equinoxes, we have the solstices, but we don't know. Okay. Once we heat that equinox, you know, that's when the weather changes and we can start wearing spring clothes. Uh, Connor's birthday is on the fall equinox. Equinox, uh, most of the time, mm-hmm. um, plus or minus a, a day or two in terms right. of the equinox. And every time that we like have a nice fall and then it's like a beautiful day in October, I'm like, nice job, Connor. Like you fucking <laughs> fucked up this equinox. <laughs> <laughs> You're so mean to him. No, I love him. I know. Um, so yeah, I think I just, what I love about the imagery of Biavi is I, I like to think of her as this inner light that can lead ourselves out of this depression. And that inner light can focus as your friends helping you, your medication, your coping mechanisms, whatever works for you. That's what I picture a modern Biavi is, as just this guiding light out of the darkness into the summer. And I think it's kind of this beautiful image. And I think as long as you understand what your Biavi light is, uh, you'll you'll do just fine. What is yours? Oh, man. What are yours? I don't know, man. I mean, I know what my coping mechanisms are. I know, you know, I know that if I need something, Jake is there as a rock for me. Mm-hmm. He can help me out. Even if it's just, I had a bad day, can you sit with me and watch wrestling? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it is what works for you. It is what it is. It's my mantra the past couple of months is just, it is what it is, make use of it and move on with it. 
Yeah. And mine, um, is therapy is medication is knowing that I need to, you know, a certain amount of sleep to really feel, um, to really feel human, a certain amount of alone time, mm-hmm. um, and you know, good food and exercise. I hate, I hate saying those things. It sounds so, so dumb, but yeah. like keeping, keeping, um, as much under my control as I can, mm-hmm. uh, helps me feel more in control when, when unexpected things happen. Yeah. Um, you know, calling, calling my family regularly, uh, and, and it's, you know, we all have to kind of construct for ourselves the, the things to get us through when, you know, our, when our light disappears, yes. even if it's not correlated necessarily to the seasons. And it, at the very least you have friends around you yes. who can lend you some of their light. Definitely. Um, and, and listeners, if you feel like you need an extra injection, some extra help, some community support, a little biavi. There is a great uh, website called goodtherapy.org, which can help you find, um, you know, find therapy resources, people to talk to, uh, at least in the U.S. There are support groups. I've been to support groups myself for queer stuff, for depression stuff, for anxiety stuff. And it is so nice to like sit in a room with people who are going through the same stuff as you, whether it's substance abuse Mm -hmm. or family members who are dealing with things, grief, um, you know, whatever it may be, it, you know, even though it may sound cheesy or at least to me, I was like, I don't know, I'm not the kind of person, like, yes, I am the kind of person who needs that. Um, and, and if you are feeling at all, like you just need someone to talk to, um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-8255. And honestly, there is someone out there, no matter how alone you feel, there is someone out there that'll help you, whether it's on a hotline, if it's a therapist, if it's your friend, it's family, whatever, there's always someone who's going to be there for you, no matter how alone you feel. So listeners, go out, enjoy your mental health month, be aware of people around you. If and it's safe, talk about stuff. Yeah. You know, it, it really, it, it means, it makes such a difference to know that people around you have dealt with similar things or that are feeling um, in a similar way. It's just, you know, the more that we can shine light into each other's lives, I think the, the stronger we'll all be. Yeah, so shine your light, let your light shine into others, and as always, stay creepy. Stay cool. Spirits was created by Julia Shafini and me, Amanda McLaughlin. It's edited by Eric Schneider with music by Kevin McLeod and visual design by Allison Wakeman. Subscribe to Spirits on your preferred podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at Spirits Podcast. On our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spiritspodcast, you can sign up for exclusive content like behind-the-scenes photos, audio extras, director's commentary, blooper reels, and beautiful recipe cards with custom drink and snack pairings. If you like the show, please share with your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time. <laughs>